Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you guys from the backseat of an Uber back in Los Angeles on the way home. Thinking about magic, I was on the airplane just now thinking to myself, what kind of decks can I try brewing on my phone with no internet connection? If I have no ability to visually look at the faces of cards on the decked app, but I just need to look at things that I recognize the names of or cards that I know, search terms I can think of, I was looking for inspiration, but I figured it'd probably probably be easier to start with something I knew. So I looked through some old deck strategies that I had tried building, and I came across an old rogues deck. Well, here's the thing, guys. Four copies of Silhana Ledgewalker and four copies of Invisible Stalker makes for eight copies of a 1-1 unblockable hexproof creature for two, right? That's not pushed. That's not the creature you want to be playing if you're building a straight-up hexproof deck because you want the 1-1s for one. But if you're looking for creatures that will resolve and against most decks have the ability to attack and deal damage without being disrupted, what are the best things you can do? Well, we first look for redundancy, right? So is this a strong enough place to start? It's not overpowered, but it is unique. There are two CMC creatures. Two mana creatures are playable in modern. There's eight of them. So you can play with enough redundancy to assume you're going you're gonna to very often get one of these co- to come down on turn two. First direction you go is rogues. I've talked a lot about rogues in the past. There's the idea of building a rogues deck like humans, where you're filling it full of creatures and with ether vials and, and not a whole lot of uh, spell interaction, mostly cre- creature interaction. There's a minimal creature version that's probably playing for each of these two guys, maybe four metallic mimic and four Una's blackguard trying to disrupt your opponent by dealing damage to them without them being able to interact with you. Interesting, not overtly powerful. The rogue's archetype is not pushed by wizards. Uh, Prowl, which was the keyword ability where you could cast instants and sorceries and blue and black for a lower CMC or to a higher result uh, if you dealt damage to the rogue, they only printed like seven cards, and the only one that even really feels kind of playable in modern is probably the the format... uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's it's one blue, two colorless. Look at the top four of your library, put one into your hand, and you can cast it for one blue if you deal damage. Otherwise, Nog and Whack is just a bad light uh, lightning helix, and the rest of them are all pretty bad. So Prowl doesn't really push you in that direction. There's not a whole lot else designed for Rogues, so Rogues ends up getting kind of kind of left out. The question is where if you're going to take four copies each of two unblockable hexproof creatures. And to be fair, Silhana Ledgewalker is not totally unblockable. It's you know seventy percent unblockable. Where do you go? Do you build a swords deck? Is it an equipment deck? I think that, you know, playing copies of the good swords with these guys and and some other unblockable creatures seems pretty clever. Um, Especially the fact that you'll be able to consistently play these guys and equip them. Again, the problem, though, is on curve, you're not attacking and dealing any damage with these guys with the sword that's equipped until turn four. That's too slow. Especially in the world of Thoughtseize and Abrupt Decay, where the chances of actually doing that on turn four seems low. So now maybe you're playing a sword. Maybe you have to play some one-mana interaction spells. You're playing swords, these guys, so and, and mana creatures. So you're playing like a Noble Hierarch on turn one. Turn two, you're playing like a, I don't know, a, one of your two-mana creatures and a piece of interaction or something like that. But even then, on turn three, what are you doing? You don't actually get the ability. So it's 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 janky because it, what ends up happening is that on turn two, if you want to play a sword, you'd really want to suit up your mana creature on turn three and attack. That's what you'd want to do, but that mana creature doesn't have hexproof. So the whole thing kind of falls by the wayside. 
bottom line is I'm trying to figure out if Silhana Ledgewalker and Invisible Stalker have a future. Is there a deck to be built in Modern that's playing those four, four copies each of those two creatures that will come up with some clever way to take advantage of the ability, doing something other than just straight card advantage? It's not an Infect deck. It's not just a basic card advantage deck. There has to be some reason you want to be consistently dealing damage to your opponent with a specific creature on turn three. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Coming to you live from the back of Uber, guys. That is my idea right now. Favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. Call in if you have ideas of your own. Thanks for listening. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Appreciate you guys sticking with the station all the time. Let's keep talking magic tomorrow. Have a good one, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you guys every day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I co-host the Collected.Company podcast, The Masters of Modern. And I'm here to talk to you about Modern right now. Uh, responding to a question that I saw asked on the Facebook page about Tukatli Honor Guard. Um, the question was that with, with uh, so many decks playing so many creatures with ETB effects... Does Honor Guard plus Torpor Orb mean that there's a deck to be played uh, in Modern that somebody's not playing? Well, some of you know, I have played with Torpor Orb in the past, and it's always one of those cards that was on the fringes. It was an almost type of card. Um, we had the three-mana Torpor Orb bird that, when it was printed, uh, there was you know a sense that maybe this could be a thing, and it never quite broke through. Nobody ever really built that deck. And now we have Honor Guard, Hushwing Griff, and Torpor Orb, which means, regarding redundancy, which is something I talk about a lot in Modern, you now have 12 cards you can be playing that are, at least in you know modern CMCs, that make it so creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. What is the most relevant ETB creature in Modern? Snapcaster Mage, and it's not even close. Snapcaster play Mage sees play in a lot of decks. Snapcaster Mage is one of the key creatures in Grixis Death Shadow. It's one of the key creatures in the Jeskai decks that are becoming so popular. You definitely have decks like Counter's Company that play a lot of Enters the Battlefield triggered creatures. Uh, that's a very relevant deck. You have certain cards in certain decks like Thought Knots here in Eldrazi and the Humans deck, which plays a lot of ETB creatures. So it's needless to say, there's a number of creatures in Modern that are good because they cause abilities to trigger. Now, how playable is a deck that is playing Torpor Orb without any synergies? I don't know. The answer to that question is that I've tried it many times in the past, and Torpor Orb is kind of a dud. You don't really want to draw it late in the game, and unless you're playing it in like a Tezzeret deck, it ends up being just kind of eh. I'm more interested in the fact that Honor Guard and Hushwing Griff means you could be playing kind of like a Hate Bears deck. Now let's go even deeper. What are some of the creatures in Modern that have entered the battlefield triggers that are negative that you could mitigate playing a Torpor Orb, Hushwing Griff, Honor Guard deck? The most obvious one, the one that I like the most, and the one that I've played a lot of myself, is Hunted Horror. Black, black, for a 7-7 trample that when it enters the battlefield, your opponent puts two 3-3 tokens that are green with protection from black onto the battlefield. If you have one of these 12 cards you could potentially be playing in the deck, this is just a 7-7 for two. You don't have to get rid of the tokens. Add to that the fact that you can play the 4-6 unblockable 3-drop Hunted Phantasm, which makes it's a 4-6 unblockable creature for three mana, and it makes five 1-1 goblin tokens for your opponent on entry. There may just be a deck 
right here. There's Eater of Days, 9-8 flying trample artifact creature for four colorless. This, this creature, when it enters the battlefield, causes you to skip your next two turns. I'll gladly play a 9-8 flying trample for four mana that does not cause me to do anything. Now, there aren't that many that when they enter, do something negative. There's a handful. I've messed around with most of them. You have cards like Treacherous Pit Dweller. You have cards like Simic Sky Swallower, or just maybe it's just Sky Swallower. Um, certainly, there are cards. You know, there are cards that cause you to sacrifice lands, that cause you to bounce lands, that cause you to discard cards. There's all kinds of creatures. Mostly, what you're really talking about is a creature's deck. The real question is how much of an edge do you gain by playing these cards that shut off ETB abilities? You know, the, the cards that you can bend around those, there's, there's plenty. But the real reason you, you would do this is that you would be playing an aggressive, hate bears style deck that is built entirely to screw up your opponent's creatures. Now, as much as the ones that we mentioned are relevant, I can think of a number of decks you'd go up against where these cards wouldn't do anything. Affinity, not much. Storm, pretty much nothing. Dredge, really nothing at all. Those are some pretty major decks that not really have any kind of an edge against when you're just playing otherwise a bear and a 2-1 flyer for three. So something to think about, probably what you're talking about is actually a hate bears deck, and that exists already, and these just become sideboard cards if ETB creatures are, you know, the end-all be-all. Those are my quick thoughts on Torpor Orb, guys. Thanks for listening. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Stay tuned for part two. We'll be talking a little more modern in just a second.